0: You're listening to Opinions and Beer. Stone Cold Steve Austin knows that the Opinions and Beer podcast exists in this world. High sex act, crazy bike, No, bro, I can't drop out of the scene for 14 months and show up as a co-host. I'm a donkey f- show right in the middle of the... They always say to review IPAs last. It's the bitterness can destroy your palate from other beers. And opinions, opinions, and beer. Two guys and another guy will never happen again. Hello and welcome to Opinions and Beer. Today we've got a special day. It's me, Adam, your main host. Your main host. Not the host, just the main host, majority host. With Ed Ray 1416. Hello. Today we've got an interesting day. Today we're going to be talking about The Undertaker. Now a lot of people may know that this week of the day that we are recording is the 30th year anniversary of The Undertaker at Survivor Series. Many a people in this world really enjoyed when we chatted Stone Cold Steve Austin's WrestleMania matches and ranked them. You remember that episode? Became the number one episode (sighs) in the history of opinions and Number one, and I don't even know if it'll it can be beaten. That's how much. It gets downloads on the daily. It's our number one episode of all time. Us reviewing Stone Cold Steve Austin's IPA, Broken Skull IPA. And we're going to see if we can strike magic twice. And here we are with The Undertaker. We are going to be ranking best. No, yeah, worst to best. Best to worst. Worst to Best undertaker matches at survivor series so we're going to be taking a look at undertaker matches if if matches that involve the under if undertaker was on the card in that match we are ranking it so basically every time he was at a survivor every time he was at survivor series we are ranking every time undertaker was at survivor series sound fun ed ray yeah let's do it a lot of fun but first off This is Opinions and Beer, so let's get on with the Beer of the Day. And today's Beer of the Day is brought to you by Founders Brewing Company. This is a highly acclaimed KBS Espresso. This was a hard beer to get a hold of in my area. They had our our entire area. Received one case of this beer. One case—that's it. Only one case of this beer made its way to this area. The uh, they had they had another variant that uh, was a, that had a little bit more cases, uh, but the the espresso, the pure espresso one, KBS espresso, was uh, it's a rarity and it was limit of a two. You could only buy two bottles. Uh, this is the L brew with the chocolate. And coffee aged in oak bourbon barrels. Whew, this bad boy probably sits at something ridiculous. Let's see. Where's the ABV on this one? Twelve percent in alcohol by volume. This is a 2020 release. Like KBS founders, uh, they do that. They do special KBS and CBS's. Uh, let's uh, let's crack open this beer. Take a look at this beer. For anyone, we're doing a um. We're doing a video of this. If you wants want to go to our YouTube and or BitChute channels, if it's on BitChute. Pour this beer. That is black as night. This smells like coffee. Pure coffee. I mean, <laughs> whoo, I've had some coffee beers. So a lot of some coffee beers, they don't smell like coffee this much. This smells like black coffee. This may be, this may very well be barrel-aged series. This may very well be, this may taste like Rev. It, it, it smells like, it tastes like Rev, uh, but with higher alcohol. So if this is Rev with higher alcohol it's going to be an automatic 10. I'm just going to say that right now. So let's, mm, let's try this beer. Okay. It's not, it's not Rev. Rev, I mean, but Rev, they use, they use very strong coffee. Oh, but the coffee's there. Oh, it's kind of like, It doesn't linger that long, but it's like, I can, it's already coming off my breath. The coffee, the coffee notes coming off my breath as I breathe. That 12% is hidden nicely behind the coffee and the chocolate notes. Oh boy, Ed Ray. You know what, Ed Ray? I'm going to have to sip on this one for a minute. I don't know if this is a 9 or a 10. This is a damn good beer. I'm going to have to sip on it and see what it is. So I'll rate it at the end of the episode after we're done with this. Let's get on. Let's get on with today's topic. Ed Ray, you, you're you going to know these matches probably. You, you Are you a fan? Are you an Undertaker fan 30 years? Can't really say you're not a fan of Undertaker. Not through 30 years. Well, damn. Do you do, do you like? Do you admire him? Of course. He's a one hell of a athlete. Athlete, yes. Um, he's had quite a bit of matches. He's had uh, 17 matches in Survivor Series history. So he's he's competed at 17 Survivor Series. In his 30 year career. Uh, So we're going to break it down. Here we go. And how this is going to be broken down. First, we're going to do the worst five. Should I go, should I count up? Should I go the bottom to up no matter what? Or should I say, here's the worst five and then here's the top 10.
1: It's your podcast, man.
0: Oh, damn it yeah yeah you yeah, are yeah, screwing me up. okay. how's this? We're gonna work our way up the ladder, worst the best, but just know we're starting with the bottom five. We're starting with the worst ever and then we're working our way up to the uh, to the top level. You ready for this? Edward, do you have your list in your head? All right. The worst. Okay, match number... (laughs) Match number 17. 17? Yeah, 17. Match number 17. Worst... Worst Survivor Series match featuring The Undertaker. I'm going to have to give that to Undertaker versus Kamala in a casket match. That was in what is what year was that 1992 uh 90 1992 the 1992 survivor series undertaker versus kamala coffin match what were your thoughts on that match could have been done a hell of a lot better well i thought it, you know what's weird though i didn't i when i watched it i didn't think i was gonna rank it as low the worst i did not think that but after looking back at it it, it was a, it was almost a little silly it was a silly match. Kamala would threaten to hit the Undertaker, and then he'd run around the ring, and it was so goofy, and looking back at it, I, ha- I, I gave it the worst because it was just kind of stupid. It was just dumb, especially after, I, I, after witnessing a lot better casket matches and a lot better of ways that the other wrestlers uh, conveyed their fear of the coffin. A lot of other people did it better than, than Kamala. Kamala... And Undertaker did not have a good coffin match at Survivor Series. So Undertaker versus Kamala, Survivor Series, 992 is the worst match on my list. We'll let Ed Ray go through his list after. We'll see, we'll see what he changes. Um, next up, number 16. This is a two-parter. So, the, uh, so in 1998, Undertaker wrestled two matches i am including both those matches in 16 that is undertaker versus kane and then undertaker versus the rock that was 1998 survivor series uh i'm i'm ranking both of them together as as a full thing because it was all it was a whole little storyline going on um and i think that's number 16 the second the second worst match in the Survivor Series Undertaker history. What are your thoughts on that?
1: If served remember me correctly, Undertaker was working injured, so he couldn't put on the caliber matches that he would normally have done if he was uh, 100% in 1998.
0: Oh, I really? Yeah, because uh, it was just kind of weird, I guess. I guess the, the month before Undertaker and Kane had a match for the vacant title, and then Stone Cold interfered, and in, in, in 1998, Survivor Series was, the only, was one of the only Survivor Series, uh, I think it was the first one, that did not have a tag match. They did not have a Survivor Series tag match in that, in that pay-per-view. Uh, instead, they had a tournament for the vacant championship. And it was, it was, it was pretty apparent that the storyline, that, that a lot of the matches were throwaways, up until the main event, which you saw uh, The Rock versus Mankind for the title with The Rock uh, beating Mankind, corporate Mankind, because Mankind was uh, teamed up with uh, Vince McMahon during that pay-per-view.
1: Basically, that main event, <laughs> the finish was just an imitation of the Montreal
0: Screwjob one year prior. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh! Did, oh, because did Vince McMahon turn on Mankind? Yeah. See, I didn't watch that. That was how the corporation began. You know, I was just watching all I, all I was watching was Undertaker, so I'm like seeing what's going on. I'm like, okay, so a lot of this is just a build-up, and they're just trying to get rid of, so so Undertaker Undertaker beat Kane in a in a kind of lackluster match. They did a few things, but it was kind of slow paced, and then The Rock beat Undertaker in another kind of lackluster match that I saw well, it saw interference. Kane came in Attacked The Rock, and it, it gave The Rock the DQ win to uh, to knock Undertaker out of the tournament. So he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. They're like, "Oh, they're they're teamed up." No, I think he did it on purpose to get Undertaker disqualified and out of this match. <laughs> so uh, that was number sixteen. <clears throat> number fifteen, the third worst Survivor Series Undertaker match, two thousand four Undertaker. Versus Heidenreich. (sighs) Okay, guys. This one, I thought I was going to surprise everybody and put this match high on the list. But watching it, it's not horrible. The problem is this, out of all the matches on this list, it's one of the only matches that feels like it should have been on SmackDown. It's the only match that when you were watching it, it had zero cali- it, had, it had zero caliber to it you know what i mean it was just kind of like no one cared i think and that that may be that may have to do with the build of Heidenreich. i don't think he was built uh correctly i don't think he was booked correctly in that match he was booked a little um he he didn't have any a move set in that match either usually if you have someone like that you have them like beat the undertaker down you know but uh There was just, it was just not, Heidenreich in that match was not exciting as he could have been. I feel like, I feel like Heidenreich was very underutilized and that match altogether should have been on SmackDown and not on a big pay-per-view. What are your thoughts? I think it's the worst I've ever seen. You think, you think Heidenreich versus Taker is the worst Survivor Series match? Yeah, I mean, Heidenreich didn't do anything. Uh, That is true. It is true. Um, (laughs) uh, My, the fourth worst Survivor Series Undertaker match. Undertaker versus Hogan, 1991 for the world title. (sighs) Is that a controversial pick?
1: You think it's controversial? Yeah, because the booking was so bad.
0: Well, oh, you're saying the bookie and the match was bad? Well yeah, okay. my my problem with the match comparing it to the others Undertaker just kind of he just kind of choked Hogan for for a while. Uh it was it was kind of it was kind of it was it was a weird finish too where uh you had interference, you had two interferences, then you had Ric Flair interfere, slide the uh slide the um I mean that was it was kind of cool that he slid the chair in so taker could tombstone hogan on the chair but it was just the whole thing just kind of seemed weird uh hogan the, the next month would win the title back so it was kind of pointless and then um, i mean it just the match was kind of boring it was kind of slow paced and it was just it was just undertaker choking uh Hulk hogan for you know t- 20 minutes any comments
1: well here's the, the reason why i'm not a huge fan of that match it was because of the booking, you know, the ending of the match. If Undertaker, if Hogan really wanted Undertaker to go over, Undertaker should have pinned Hogan with the with the second tombstone in the center of the ring clean. Yeah. But instead, you had the tombstone on the chair. But the backstage incident is really what made this match much worse than it actually is. What was the backstage incident? Hogan went uh, crying to McMahon saying that Undertaker tried to break his neck with that tombstone on the chair. And Undertaker got furious. And that was when Undertaker, that was when Hogan decided to use his political power to get the title
0: back within a Tuesday or so. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it was like, it was, well, Undertaker was champion for a month. So he, he lost at the very next uh, pay-per-view at least, I think, I believe. Um, moving on. One, two, three, four, number five, the fifth worst. So I mean, it was not—it's not the worst, but it's the fifth worst. Uh, was 1995 Survivor Series Dark Side versus the Royals? Uh, my problem with this was the beginning was horrible. The beginning, uh, the beginning was very boring until Undertaker tagged in and eliminated everybody. It was just kind of a lackluster match. The finish was fun, which is why it's not, you know, near the bottom. It's not, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's in the fifth, fifth worst, not the worst, worst. Um, one thing to interesting note, we saw, uh, we wouldn't see them uh, face each other off again for uh, what? Three years, two, uh, two years. But guess who was on team Royals? Ooh. Uh. Yankum, Isaac Yankum and Undertaker Tombstone Isaac Yankum so that was the first time Undertaker face Kane was uh was in that match as a uh, as Isaac Yankum and I, I never I never realized that. We also saw uh Triple H in that match as a uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. The big thing with that was um the dark side was that Undertaker had his mask on and that's when he was facing King Mabel. King Mabel had broken um undertaker's nose and uh yeah what what, what's your thoughts on that match in that feud it was rather bland yeah it was kind of bland i think they were trying to push king mabel because he's just this big old guy but the thing is he hurt people he hurt a lot of people he also hurt diesel which is why diesel couldn't give him the powerball oh really Mm -hmm. yeah uh King Mabel, he was an entertaining character. There's no doubt about it. He was entertaining. He just wasn't safe in the ring and He was
1: like the Nia Jax of his generation.
0: Yeah. They oh, ain't that the truth. But
1: only difference is Mabel was a guy and Nia Jax is a gal. Or so they
0: say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um uh Dark Side versus the Royals uh, number 13. So these next okay, these next two matches, those are my bottom 5. These next two matches they're not good nor are they bad but I want to say that they're both iconic okay they both are iconic for different reasons uh I'm going to say number 12 is the 1990 Survivor Series match where Undertaker debuted uh this million like million million dollar man calling you know you know calling doing the entrance for the Undertaker Will remain iconic forever. I mean, that it was really, I mean, he had the best million dollar man introduced to Undertaker so well that I will always remember just him saying it like that. And here comes Undertaker, it's so like crazy, but he's with like Dr. Love or whatever. Uh, the match, however, it's kind of duddy, you know. I mean, Undertaker got some eliminations or whatever, but then he, uh, he eliminates himself by count out because he's worried about his Dr. Love. Dar <laughs> Dr. Love manager being attacked and um uh, and the and then the the, the match ends with a roll up with million dollar man rolling up uh Bret Hart and it was just kind of like a it was kind of a um, not that great of an ending for me. Uh I thought the match overall was kind of slower and um not a fan of the match itself, but despite that it was very I mean I liked the build up to it was very iconic and a lot of the A lot of, uh, there's like little moments with Undertaker that are iconic. But other than that, it was kind of a a lackluster match. What are your thoughts?
1: Good introduction by Ted DiBiase. Good entrance. But the booking was screwed up because how did Undertaker get counted out if he was not the legal guy to begin with? I was thinking
0: that. I was thinking that when I was watching that.
1: Undertaker was on the apron when Dusty Rhodes gave Brother Love an elbow and then Undertaker went right after him. So why would he have been counted out if he was not the legal guy to begin with? So here is my opinion. This match could have been much better had Undertaker made it all the way to the end to face Bret Hart in the final two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been something. I think Undertaker should have. He should have won the match, to be honest. That would have, that, I think that would have made that. Um, he should have won the match for the team. You know, that would have made it uh, a bit more iconic. Yeah, debut. imagine
1: Bret Hart and Undertaker squaring off at the ending. Exactly. And Undertaker reverses the sharpshooter and finds himself out of it and somehow gets a tombstone pile driver on Bret to win. Heck yeah, that'd be
0: crazy. Crazy. Anyways, uh, that's number 12. Moving on to number 11. Number 11, we've got Undertaker versus Mr. McMahon in 2003. Buried Alive match. This this uh, 2003, the 2003 Survivor Series was the first pay-per-view that I was allowed to buy. <laughs> and so 2003, is, that, that Survivor Series is always going to be iconic to me. You had the ambulance match with Shane McMahon versus Kane, which is one of the most underrated uh, ambulance matches of all. It's probably the best ambulance match of all time. Would you say very brutal? Very brutal. Uh, there's a lot, they had a lot of cool stuff happening. Those backstage segments where he like drives a damn ambulance into Shane McMahon, or it was the other way around. Someone gets an ambulance driven into them, and they fly through a freaking a glass uh, phone booth. I think, uh, <laughs> so a booth. And uh, anyways, 2000, 2003 Survivor Series was crazy. In fact, I think everyone bled. Like there was so much blood in that in that show uh, from Shane McMahon bleeding to Shawn Michaels gushing blood. And then we get to Undertaker versus Mr. McMahon, literally Undertaker at the first punch Undertaker punched Mr. McMahon. And then it was just blood. <laughs> it was just blood, blood and more blood and just Undertaker beating the hell out of <laughs> of mr mcmahon for a solid good while before bringing him out uh mr man had mr mcmahon had um some mild offense with the uh with the um shovel near the near the grave site but it was very minor uh and it was about to be over and then kane interferes and he punches the and here's the only reason why that this this isn't higher i think Kane should have tombstoned Undertaker in in the grave but instead I guess he chloroformed or he punched him with chloroform was that the whole gimmick like cuz like well there's this, there's this part where so he punches he barely punches Undertaker Undertaker kind of falls he punches Undertaker again and he falls into the grave Undertaker falls into the grave and then he gets Mr. McMahon out and then he looks at his hand and he has like a, 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 a thing Cause I guess he rubs, he, he, he goes in there, he like rubs Taker's head and then he has something and it's like, it looks like a, like a rag. And I think that was like a chloroform rag that he chloroformed Undertaker to make him pass out so that he could bury him alive or whatever. I thought that was stupid. I think Kane should have tombstone Undertaker into the grave and it would have been more iconic. It was kind of the finish was cool, but without that move, it was lackluster and it, it felt it felt very dull, a very dull finish, despite it being good booking. It was good booking, but move wise and like actions wise, it was very dull. You know what I mean? Uh, what's your thoughts on that On that bout?
1: It was a very brutal match, and up until Eddie Guerrero versus JBL at Judgment Day 2004, it was the goriest match. But then Eddie Guerrero versus JBL. Top that, and it hasn't been topped since.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Unless, uh was JBL versus John Cena pretty gory? Did that top it or no? It came very close. It's crazy. Crazy. Anyways, um, uh, here we are. We're, we're at the top 10. The top 10 Survivor Series matches. At number 10. Under 2008... Undertaker versus Big Show in a casket match. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Anything with the Big Show in it is an automatic dud, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) You think so?
1: Big Show sucks.
0: (laughs) It's the Big Slow. It's the Big Bad Slow tonight. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: I liked him better as the Giant in WCW.
0: I guess yeah, he he was better than the giant. He did he did more stuff, did more stuff. But no, I like I, I thought the match was okay. It was an okay casket match, and I feel like they kind of did some innovations at the end there, where they set up the casket, and then uh, Undertaker had to like ram them into the casket, and the casket falls over, and then the the thing falls, and they had, they had some pretty good uh back and forth uh, in uh, within the match. Uh, it was okay. It was okay. It was. It They had. They had a lot of. They had a lot of action in it, and I felt like they did some innovative stuff with the casket, uh, as far as like setting it up and using it as a weapon. Because they're big dudes, so like Big Show's hitting Undertaker with the damn casket. (laughs) So I mean, it was. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and then next up, number nine. Nineteen ninety-six, Undertaker versus Mankind. This this match was kind of fast. It was kind of a quick it was kind of a, a quick match. However, I was surprised. This is one of the only matches in all of Survivor Series when I watched Survivor Series. This is the only match where Undertaker was doing legitimate wrestling holds and legitimate wrestling moves. He wasn't doing the brawler side. This this was one of the only matches I seen that you're just like, oh, wow, Undertaker can wrestle. He's just playing a character that doesn't really, you know, he's playing a brawler. He's playing this dead man, slow, choky, punchy guy. You know what I mean? I thought that was very cool to see. And there's some iconic stuff with him slinging them, uh, slinging mankind against the great and and mankind, you know, flipping over and there's some iconic moments within the match itself. Uh, uh, Overall, uh, it was kind of too. It was kind of quick. It felt a little raw-y, but like, like it felt like something that could have been put on Raw. But I feel like with that addition, with all that addition of his move set, and I, uh, I think uh, I thought that was really cool. What are your thoughts on Undertaker versus Mankind, nineteen
1: ninety six? It was okay, but it was nothing like the Boiler Room brawl at SummerSlam nineteen ninety six.
0: Oh, did they face each other off in that one?
1: Let's see. They had the boiler room brawl. They had the first ever buried alive match. They've had a lot of legendary matches, but I guess this is the weakest of the matches that oh. they've had overall.
0: Yeah, probably so. But that's, that's saying a lot seeing as I ranked it as uh, number <laughs> number nine. Uh, number eight. This may be a surprise, a shocker. Number eight. I've got 2006. Undertaker versus Mr. Kennedy in a first blood match. <sighs> so uh, I thought this was an entertaining match. I liked, you know, I think at the time I didn't like it. but Rewatching it as a, as a match itself without like the build and whatnot. I liked MVPs coming in, MVP coming in and wiping the blood off Mr. Kennedy and inter- Mr. Kennedy, uh, you know, MVP, then clocks Undertaker and, undertaker loses but then i think i thought the aftermath of then undertaker getting pissed off and just busting the hell out of mr kennedy and make him bleed everywhere i thought that was like kind of like an icing that made the whole thing kind of worth it it's like okay mr kennedy got the win he has this win in the books he's this he's a star that's building they're building the star that needs a win against all the legends but then undertaker comes in he you know at, at the end undertaker still gets his revenge and bust the hell out of Mr. Kennedy. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, What are your thoughts on that match?
1: Would have been great if Mr. Kennedy didn't sabotage his
0: own wrestling career. I know. I know. I was thinking that while while watching that match, I was like, Mr. Kennedy deserved a lot better. I, I wish he didn't hurt people and almost hurt Randy Orton. He should have been careful.
1: Well, I also wish he wasn't a prick to all the wrestlers at the time.
0: Yeah, then, then they probably would have stood up for him, but I think it was too much of a prick, and people were like, no, if I'm... <laughs> let, him, let him get buried by Randy Orton. <laughs> let him get buried by Randy Orton. Uh, number seven. 1994. Undertaker versus Yokozuna in a casket match. Um, this match, I was surprised at how well Yokozuna was selling to the Undertaker. I loved, I loved what they did in that match. Uh, I'm not, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember uh, because, because there's two matches I'm trying to remember with Yokozuna. And I'm not going to, maybe I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up in the next one because I don't want to ruin it, but... I'm just saying it was a, it was a really fun it was a fun match. Yokozuna uh sold his fear of the casket really well. But was still trying to you know wrestle and uh, you know he's he sold a lot. He he moves well for for a fucking giant ass dude. He was moving pretty well for Yokozuna. Uh what's your thoughts on that match?
1: Y- Yokozuna did pretty well for the first half of his career in WWE, but he wouldn't stop eating and I got to a point where WWE had to let him go, but uh, the one thing about the Casket match at Survivor Series 1994 was it was basically a rematch of their classic caskin match at the 1994 Royal Rumble, where Undertaker ended up losing in a controversial style because of so much interference and so much overbooking, but the reason why Undertaker lost that match was because he was injured at the time in 1994, so... It wasn't until SummerSlam 1994 that he came back, and then he subsequently renewed his feud with Yokozuna, and that was why they had another classic casket match at Survivor Series.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it's probably – I mean, it's probably the best casket match. It's one of the best casket matches was that – was him and Yokozuna. You know, it's hard to it's, – it's kind of hard to get over the casket match. The casket match is kind of a um, – it's a tough match to pull off because, I mean – all you gotta do is roll them into the casket, get them into the casket. So, like, what are you doing? But, but they managed to uh, to really do it well, and I think they sold it really nicely.
1: There's only been one casket match outside of WWE that did better than any other casket matches in
0: WWE. Va- uh, Vampiro.
1: No, it was Mil Muertes versus Ray Phoenix at uh, Lucha Underground.
0: That's run by the same people. Isn't that ran by run by Vampiro? It was, but see, so I knew it. Because Vampiro Vampiro and X Pac had an awesome casket match in uh, in Wrestling Society X.
1: Yeah, but the one in Lucha Underground was far superior. No, you did, have to watch did it. Did it explode? No, but everybody was, but everybody was yeah, all over had... the arena. The crowd was wild. There was a whole lot of blood. There was an excellent storytelling, man. They
0: had an exploding casket match. That's who I want to see Vampiro versus Undertaker in a casket match <laughs> finale, last match ever, okay <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways next up, my number six this was, when I was watching it I thought this match was going to be in my top five, or in my, even my top two, I thought this was going to be my top two, that's how surprised I am about this match uh, numbers, but, it, but, it made, but it got down a little low to number six, number six Nineteen ninety three Survivor Series: The All Americans versus the Fanatics. I'm gonna say, man, the booking on this was really well. This was like the this is kind of the start of the Undertaker and Yokozuna feud. Uh, and there was a there was a moment there was a, there, there was such a good booking moment. Yokozuna is just sitting there whooping everybody, and um, he's facing off with the Undertaker, and he's doing the the squash. Where he jumps on, where he gets on top of the thing and he squashes them. Bonsai drop. Bonsai drop. He's doing the bonsai drop. Boom. Bonsai drop. Gets back up. Boom. Second bonsai drop. I'm like, oh man, they're going to eliminate Undertaker already. He goes up for the third one, goes for the bonsai drop. Undertaker sits up. And I was like, yes. Yeah. This is when they did sit ups well. This is when they did sit ups, perfect timing, where the sit up meant something. I feel like the sit-up is now just kind of like, oh, they have to do the sit-up. But for some reason, during those older matches, it was like, wow, the sit-up meant something. It meant you're about to get your ass beat. <laughs> like, that's what that meant. You know, nowadays when he sits up, they just like, huh, 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 and they punch him and he goes back down or something. And then it's kind of like, it's kind of lost his momentum. But uh, I thought that was great. And then on top of that, even though he gets eliminated by, he, he eliminates he there's a double elimination, him and Yokozuna get counted out. Um, Lex Luger versus um, the Finland guy, Ludwig Borga, dude. I am, I was like, I loved. I thought, Lu, I thought that Lu, Ludwig Ludwig Borga, I thought he was awesome. What happened to him? He's dead, unfortunately. No, I know, but why? I, I was looking it up, he's he was only in uh, WWE for a year.
1: I want to say drugs or whatever. I mean, Ludwig Borga made history being the first person to, to defeat the Tonka.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was. He was a good. He was. He was. He was kind of like. He kind of. You know you what? Know, think looking back at Heidenreich, I feel like they've been trying to recapture Ludwig Borga because Heidenreich reminds me of Ludwig Bor- like a like a less talented. Ludwig Borga, but looking it up, Ludwig Borga was a legitimate badass. He was like a boxing, he, he like has 14 wins and five losses in boxing.
1: Yeah, I think he died of a drug overdose. By, no, like most no, he, he blew
0: his brains out.
1: Oh, he committed suicide, didn't he? Yeah. That's another common cause of
0: death in wrestling. But um, I was like, for some, but the finale with him versus, you know, it was the Fanatics versus the All-Americans, Helm versus Lex Luger. Whew, that was a good ending. That was su- – I loved it. I loved – I was surprised of how much I love uh, all America's versus Fanatics. Um, I was super surprised. Uh, do you remember that match at all? Or do, you, uh, do you hold that match in high regards or is it just passable? I want to say it's passable. Okay. Okay. Moving on, uh, number five. Here we are, the top five Undertaker Survivor Series matches. Dude, I was surprised because I think when I first watched this match – I hated it, but re-watching it, not too bad. It was actually really good for what it was. Um, 2015, Brothers of Destruction versus The Wyatt Family. Uh, like I said, um, I thought, looking back at it, I, I really hated it when I first watched it. Like, oh, they, did, they didn't do enough, but they had some really good moments. They had really memorable Things they did the double choke, they did they choke slammed uh Braun Strowman through the table. They uh did the uh double, they did the Brothers of Destruction double choke slam uh to both Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a for for how old Taker was, and this being his last Survivor Series match ever. I thought it was really good. Is a it, they did that for the 25th anniversary, his last Survivor Series match that he's had, and I thought. Yeah, I made it to my top five. What are your thoughts looking back?
1: Well, I thought that if Undertaker and Kane were in better shape, the match could have gone at least 20 minutes, and it could have been a barn burner of a match. But for what it is worth, I mean, the ending made it okay. Yeah.
0: Number four. 2001. WWF versus The Alliance. Man, this match was good. Do you remember this match? Yeah. This match, so for those, those who don't remember this match, they were fighting. It was basically WCW versus WWE. Well, it, was w, it was WCW and ECW versus WWE to see who controls the company. It was Vince McMahon or uh, Shane McMahon and uh, Stephanie McMahon. Funny enough, um, Stephanie McMahon... CM Punk, I think, ripped off Stephanie McMahon's promo. Because <laughs> Stephanie McMahon was the one that said, this company be better off when you're dead. <laughs> CM Punk ripped them off. <laughs> CM Punk stole that pipeline. The pipe uh, the, the, the pipe drop. What's up with that? Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> uh, the match was super good. Uh, there was this whole talk about who was going to turn on each other. Um, Undertaker got pinned after uh Stone Cold a heel Stone Cold Steve Austin interfered and let Kurt Angle get the pin on Undertaker, uh eliminating him. Uh it came down to the Rock fighting, the Rock versus Stone Cold. Stone Cold was on team WCW. They're still talking about who's gonna turn, who's gonna turn. Uh Chris Jericho, who was on team WF, was about to turn about to go down and and attack he about to go down and beat up uh what he did he he hit the rock with a chair the rock kicked out chris jericho was like what the hell i'm going back down there and then undertaker shows up what the hell you doing get the hell get back in the back room you're not gonna screw this up you're not gonna mess with interfering this match let it be let them fight let them fight you know undertaker was really like intense and get back there chris jericho and Chris Jericho, funny enough, Chris Jericho, originally a WCW guy, was fighting for WWF and then he was going to go turn. He turned on WWF, you know, because he was fighting with WWF, WCW guy, then he turned. And then in the later part of the match, in the later part, we saw another turn. Kurt Angle, who was wrestling for team uh, WCW, turned at the end, came down, hit Stone Cold with the belt. Uh, rock did the rock bottom, and then Team WWF won. And I think the next night they did a double. They did a double turn where the Rock turned heel and Stone Cold turned face again. Is that correct?
1: Either that or Kurt Angle turns heel and Stone Cold turned face. Oh,
0: okay, that's what it was. Uh, but that, that, that was a, that the Rock versus the Rock versus Stone Cold it's always going to be classic. And so they, they just knew each other. They had such good chemistry in the ring that even though they're not doing too much, they're doing just enough to keep everything they do, everything that's happening, entertaining. And I thought, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really feature the Undertaker at the end there too much, uh, but Undertaker's in the match. He's a part of the match. And this is one of the, one of the I mean, this is a top four, top four Survivor Series matches. Involving the Undertaker. I mean, it was really good. What are your thoughts?
1: It was a very great match. It was very good storytelling, but my only complaint was that the wrong team won.
0: Whatever.
1: I mean, think about it. This could have gone all the way up to WrestleMania 18 and then it could have culminated right
0: there. Perhaps. 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 Test doesn't agree with you. Test survived the firings.
1: Well, forget about that because Test is dead, so he cannot He's contest.
0: What? He's dead. That's not good. <laughs> but um, uh, number three, here we go. The top three Undertaker Survivor Series matches. Number three, two thousand nine. Undertaker versus Big Show versus Chris Jericho in a triple threat for the uh, championship. Undertaker would go on to retain the title in this triple threat that it was a good triple threat. It was actually pretty good. Uh, big show and Chris Jericho uh, were tag team champions at the time. And um, I thought this match was really good. Uh, I, I, I don't have much to say about it, except that it was really good. I liked I guess the buildup was that big show turned on team raw so that he could get a title shot. And then Chris Jericho, I guess, also made the same deal. So they both got title shots, at uh, survivor series would be put in the triple threat. Uh the I thought everyone hit their moves well. Uh, they they did a nice they they kind of did this nice uh bit where Taker's kind of <clears throat> facing off against Big Show for a little bit then he's facing off against Chris Jericho. And then there does come a point where you know you do the whole entire thing where friends you know like oh no I'm gonna pin him no I'm gonna pin him you know, so Big Show's like choking Chris Jericho, and then it gets crazy, and they're doing they're hitting their finishes on each other, and uh, ends up with um, Undertaker. Oh, Undertaker making Big Show tap out uh, for the win. Uh, do you remember this match? What are your thoughts on that match?
1: The only thing that made this match great was Chris Jericho making Big Show look good. Because if Big Show, I mean, if Jericho was not involved in this match, this would have been a dud once again.
0: uh perhaps perhaps next up number two 2007 undertaker versus batista hell in a cell for the world heavy championship uh whoo i was surprised i i barely remembered the match but when i watched it i'm like this shit's crazy like batista's having a freaking uh, I mean, there's they're, they're two, they're two, they're both busted open. They're both bleeding everywhere. Uh, they're throwing steps at each other. Like they're, sm- like it, it got, it was brutal. It was pretty brutal. They brought the table out. They the Batista bomb through the table, um, tombstone on the still steps. And then it ends with edge interfering to, you know, obviously the buildup to the WrestleMania with edge versus Taker uh, edge interferes. He's the cameraman. He comes in, he bashes his head in or whatever with the camera, and then he does the chair show onto the still steps. And then he drags a bloody Batista over uh, Undertaker. But uh, the match itself, it was it was crazy back and forth. Uh, Batista and Undertaker just showing that they could go. This I think this was a, kind of like a rematch from their WrestleMania. I don't know if WrestleMania – I don't know if he faced Batista the previous year on WrestleMania. If so, this would be a rematch. And it showed – just how far they've come, and I feel like they definitely uh, it w- I feel like this match was a little better than their WrestleMania match uh, just because of how how brutal it was uh, their their Wrestlemania match might have been a little bit longer than this one it might have been dr- drawn out a little bit and the, also another problem with the WrestleMania match was that Batista really showed his um, <clears throat> his rookiness that he was still kind of new and learning the business. He wasn't, you know, as as good as these legends, uh, but um, this Hell in a Cell match definitely I feel like elevated everybody, and it showcased that Batista, how how crazy how brutal Batista could be, but also how brutal Undertaker could be, and uh, it's a good match. which your thoughts? Yeah, I
1: think it was an awesome match. I mean, sure there wasn't a whole lot of movement in their previous uh, match. But I think uh, Batista shined in this one. As far as Edge interfering is concerned, I think it added to the story. It made the match a lot better because without Edge being there interfering, then this match would have been good, but it wouldn't have been spe- spectacular.
0: And here we are. The number one Undertaker Survivor Series match of all time. The best Survivor Series match involving The Undertaker was in 2000. It was a title match. It was The Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. Whew. This match was legit. It had wrestling. It had the twists and turns that come in an Undertaker Survivor Series match. Um, it had a crazy ending that I'm still like, how did they do that? I, I rewatched the ending seven times to see like where what happened, like where was the where was the twist? Uh, I don't know if you remember this match, Ed Ray. Do you remember this match? Okay, well, the twist comes at the end where Undertaker he just did a move and um, uh, Kurt Angle rolled out of the ring and he goes and crawls under he crawls under the ring. And Undertaker, he grabs Undertaker. He grabs Kurt Angle's legs. He pulls them out. He throws them in the ring. He lifts them up for a. He does the um last ride. He goes for the pin. One, two. And then Earl Hebner doesn't count the three, and they're like, was like, what the fuck you doing? And he's like, look, look, look. And then Kurt Angle comes in and gets the sneak win. But the match, I mean, <laughs> the match was so good. And this fake out, this fake Kurt Angle, it was like some autistic guy or something. I don't know what the hell that dude was. He was like, I'm not Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh, God. But I thought the twist was fun. It was like you know, it was it was a fun heel thing for Kurt Angle to do, and then the match itself was really good. They they hit a lot of you know uh, fun moves. The match, Kurt Angle and Taker. I mean, Kurt Kurt Angle is such a talented guy, and then Undertaker has such a presence that these two facing off is like it's just gold. Every time they face off, it's gold, and it proves it right here because it's obviously it's I it's what I believe is the number one Survivor Series. Match involving the Undertaker of all time, Ed Ray. I need you to comment on my list. Tell me what you would change. What do you think is the worst and best? Let, let give me your top two worst and top two bottom. Just because I went through the list, and I want you to tell me where your list kind of stands.
1: As for the top two bottom, the top worst matches, I have to say, heidenreich Reich obviously goes on the bottom, and of course, Undertaker is a big show from two thousand eight.
0: Goes right next Ooh. to. It. So you don't agree with me, huh? On 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 number ten, huh?
1: Undertaker versus Big Show is like oil and water; they don't want to mix.
0: Oh God! Where would you put? Where would you put 1998? Probably in the middle. In the middle, <sighs> maybe. All right. Uh, okay, comment comment on my list. Comment, what would you do differently? Well, like I said.
1: Undertaker versus Heidenreich is on the bottom. Undertaker versus Big Show from 2008
0: goes second. Okay.
1: And of course, Undertaker versus Kamala next to it. Okay. Undertaker versus Hogan stays where it is.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Get what? How's this? Let, give me your top five. Let's see if it's different. Let's see top five.
1: Top five, Undertaker versus Yokozuna, probably number five. Number four, <laughs> I'm going to have to say Undertaker versus Jericho versus Big Show because Chris Jericho saved the match. Let's see. Undertaker versus Mankind from Survivor Series 96. I'll probably say number three. Woo-hoo-hoo. And of course the top two, your top two stays
0: where it is stays where it is so you think take it versus Batista? like take it versus Kurt angle that was good picks those are good picks yeah i mean it's hard it's hard it's hard to argue with what the best is because i feel like it's so obvious that those two were very they very they stood out amongst the rest you know the rest that they had good stuff in it obviously like i said i'm i i have a weird fascination now with all americans versus fanatics just because that uh, uh, Ludfit. I need to go watch more of that guy's matches to see if he's actually good or if I'm just like or if he was just good in that one match. I don't know if he was good in any of the matches, but uh yo those are picks. Best what are you what are your thoughts? What are we wrong? What was the best and worst survivor series matches involving the Undertaker? Let us know uh, in the comments wherever you are. Follow us on social media. Uh, follow the podcast. Listen to us. We don't talk about wrestling often, but when we do, we go all out and we rank stuff. We like to rank things. Ranking Survivor Series, Undertaker matches. I'm gonna go ahead and review, rate this beer. This is a good. This is I could drink this. This tastes like coffee. It tastes like a mild coffee. I know I said I said that you know earlier. It wasn't as you know strong as Rev. Just the, the coffee flavor isn't that strong but it's a really good beer. And I'm going to give that. I'm going to give KBS Espresso a 10. What? A 10? That's right. That might be controversial too. (laughs) But we don't care. We don't care if you agree or not, because these are just our opinions. And that's fine. Because all we have here are opinions and beer. We are opinions a- mm-hmm. and millions.
1: to the pride for more-